Alright, so this is another episode of the uh, Herb Report with Jason White. Jason, how does the day find you, sir? Excellent. How are you, John? Doing well, doing well. So you're a little bit sore today, I heard. Uh, a little bit, a little bit. We had to go and, uh, I had to go get a tractor out of a field for my father today and put it on my trailer and run it over to his house, so. Ouch. You know, that would, well, you know, I, I, I'm a man of little work, John, so I simply... Yes, this is true, because we all know this. Yes, I, I simply backed the truck into the field, hooked the winch up to the front of it, drug it up on the trailer, didn't even tie it down, drove to his house, his properties next door, backed up to his workshop, loosened up the winch, dropped it off the trailer, and then spent the rest of the day talking. Nice. There so, we are. That was a tough work day for me, a tough Saturday. Yeah, it does sound like it. It does yeah. sound like it. Now, uh, I, I did actually move two um, enclosures today that measure about four foot by two foot by five foot, so that was pretty tough this morning. Wow. Now, are these the ones that uh, you're looking to move into the living room up there or into the new house? Or, or actually, whatever happened with the new house? Do we hear yet? We're still looking. I've recently become um, a little dissatisfied with some local ordinances that I that I've been hearing about and reading about. Oh, I see. Okay. So my my search in town here has kind of halted, but the search continues outside of town. So. Uh, uh, now those ordinances wouldn't have anything to do with me living in the garage in a you know eight by three cell room, right? No, as a matter of fact, if you want specifics, John, it is against the law in my redneck town to own chickens. Um, it is against the law to own rabbits. Really? But it is perfectly legal for me to run a new or used car dealership slash service center from my backyard. I'm perfectly allowed with no local license to have a public school in my house. And assuming the state checks it out, I'm perfectly okay having a Siberian tiger and an African elephant in my front yard. But you can't own a chicken. But I can't have a chicken. What kind of bullshit is that? You know, Gonzo from the Muppets would be very unhappy about not owning chickens in, your, in, in California. Well, as it just so happens, John, I don't want a car dealership. I don't want a public school. I don't want an elephant or a tiger. Or really? A, no I, elephants, I, no tigers, really? No, I don't want John, I, I would need to buy a new tractor to pick up the shit. Ah, uh, yeah, there is that. But the kids would have a lot of fun with the new tiger. Yeah, until they got killed. Well, that's, what, that's why you pick up the slow neighborhood kids. Slow <laughs> a, a, a little secret: most of the kids in my neighborhood are not slow. Oh damn! All right. Uh, of course, the ones where you come from are faster. I right hear. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. They are pretty quick little bastards. So the problem is, is I've got twelve chickens and four rabbits. So this kind of uh, it's kind of a blow below the belt. Now I, I have I've not been served any papers. Nobody's ever said anything. In fact, the neighbors love them. But, yeah, uh, it's just the fact that I'm, I'm not supposed to have them. Right? When no, I, I totally understand. I can actually tie a pole to my front yard and chain an African elephant to it, and I'm perfectly fine. So, wow, that's just amazing, man. It's ridiculous. Some of these ordinances. <clears throat> you know what's even more amazing than that? I couldn't hardly imagine. The uh, Republican members of the House Oversight and Government Reform Committee are talking about the reptile ban actually devastating a small but thriving sector of the economy. Does this yeah. mean we have to become Republicans? You know, John, I, I, I don't like 
lay claim to any party, but I, I really have a bad hate for Republicans. I think it's because I blame them for fucking up our economy. Yeah, um, true. However, with a Democrat in office now, it's not getting much better. So I guess I, you know, I don't, I don't take sides, but. No, neither do I. I try to, I try to stay, you know, in the middle. You know, I'm kind of like Sweden when it comes to politics. You know, just don't involve me. I hate everybody. Um, very, very interesting conversation with my father, who is a fairly big political nut about this today. I said, I told him, I cannot believe that you know this this issue is finally taken up the Capitol Hill. And Republicans are saying that it will devastate a small but thriving industry. Now, keep in mind, for an industry to be called thriving right now is damn good because it's got to be the only one that's thriving right now. That's what I'm saying because according to, you know, but see, the thing is, Jason, you know, is everybody talks about the economy being in the shitter and all this stuff, you know, and I don't remember the actual specific country song that refers to it, but, uh, I remember my dad listening to it and he said, yeah, that's uh, kind of like how it was during the Depression for me. You know, is he was so far in the sticks, they didn't know they had a depression. Yeah. You know, and I'm the same way. Nothing, shit hasn't changed for me. I'm still just as broke as I was yesterday. Yeah. You know, so go ahead, fuck up the economy. I really don't care. No, 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 don't, don't do that because I was hit in November by the economy and I lost four thousand dollars a month. And thankfully, really, okay. Yes, I, I, I lost my job last November and got it back earlier this year but oh that's right I, I do remember that okay yeah yeah when i when i was brought down to that losing four grand a month i didn't realize how good we had it until we lost that income right and, right yeah so i mean i'm thankful that i still have a job and you know that i'm in an industry that allows me to keep my you know quote-unquote day slave labor job but uh yeah as far as the economy being in the shitter i haven't seen it but well, here's the thing, John. I'm a firm believer. They say there's no jobs out there, and, and I you know that's a bunch of. I have no idea why we're getting so off topic of reptile news, but uh, <laughs> oh, Jesus. they say there's no jobs out there. I disagree. The problem is there's too many white collar workers that are used to sitting behind a desk that refuse to flip burgers for a living. I would I would tend to agree with that. Trust me. Have you been? to a fast food place lately, they are understaffed. Believe me, I eat there all the time. <laughs> they need more people. They have now hiring signs in front of Lowe's, but people won't apply there because they don't want to get dirty. Dude, I've, I, see new, I see now hiring signs everywhere in my neighborhood. Everywhere. But anyway. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> to get back on topic, okay? Yeah. I had a conversation with my father about this, and I told him it's unbelievable that these Republicans of anybody are sticking up for us. And he was telling me, well, what do you mean? That you, that you don't make any sense. And I said, well, the Republicans are, are, are saying, no, no, this isn't right. And he says, well, that's not a big surprise because Republicans are all for making jobs. They don't want to lose, destroy jobs and stuff. And I told him, bullshit, it was a Republican that introduced the bill. And it was the Democrat here in America, Feinstein, that was pushing it, at least the S-373. Right, right. He, he, he asked what the guy's name was, Tom Rooney. Asshole. Tom Rooney. Asshole. Um, anyway, I got that out of my system. Asshole Tom Rooney? Yeah. I, I, I didn't remember at the time, and he says, well, how do you know he's a Republican then? And we went through this big thing, and we had to go and look on the internet, and sure as shit, right there on Wikipedia, Tom Rooney, Republican. Like, Asshole. Oh. <laughs> I wish it said that on that page, but... You could honestly, change that. I could change that. I think we should. Well, bottom 
line is my father said that's very even when it comes down to special interest now I don't follow the political parties because I just don't like any of them yeah me neither but he says even when it comes down to a special interest thing it's amazing finding a Republican that wants to initiate law that will definitely destroy jobs because normally they're all for they want they want to throw out laws that destroy jobs you know they don't want to make them Right, right. So it's interesting that this was written and introduced by a Republican, and then in the House, the Republicans are sticking up for us. And I, I could be wrong, but I didn't see anywhere in there any Democrats saying, leave the snake guys alone. No, I, I, I read the story myself, uh, and this is from uh, UPI, um, you know, a well respected, you know, newswire agency. And I don't see any political party other than Republican mentioned. Here's a good one for you, John. Yeah? Uh, I've written to several of our uh, government leaders. Um, I've written to Obama, and I've gotten replies from several of them, too. Um, I've gotten a reply from the White House, so I know they're reading and listening to to when they can to what people are saying. Right, right. I've asked on numerous occasions, why is it being allowed to have tax dollars wasted on some stupid shit like this when our homeless uh, populations are rising all over America, when our school teachers are losing their jobs, our firefighters, our police officers are unemployed, who gives a fuck about snakes? You know, figuratively speaking, of course, because we give a fuck about them. But yeah, yeah. Why? Why is it? Why are millions and millions of taxpayer dollars being allowed? And I'll tell you what, they have never responded to me. And I think the reason why is because, especially within the Democratic Party and the Obama administration, they don't want a goddamn thing to do with this. They don't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. Wow. They're hoping that just like S-373, it dies in Congress and they don't ever have to face anything about it. Because it's... I mean, it's even if it's devastating to one person in this country, it's no good. Yeah, yeah. And there's no doubt that there's a tent that will be affected by a band like that being enacted, so... Yeah, I think uh, snake breeder and uh, herpetologist Dave Barker actually uh, is quoted as saying it threatens as many as one as a million law-abiding American citizens and their families. Yes, he did. He said that. So, you know, there you go. Now, in further, unfortunately, political news... Uh, Johnson City officials demand criminal investigation of Petco. What? Uh, talk to me. What's going on here? I mean, I know basically some, you know, Hurricane Irene, Fred, whatever the hell it was, you know, pretty much went through the East Coast and just had its way with the East Coast. And you know, um, I heard about this like really generally in regards to um, there was a Petco or something out there that. Here's, here's what happened. Yeah, when, yeah, fill me in here. When the hurricane was coming up the East Coast, everybody got the message. Anybody that didn't get the message was poor and homeless and didn't have a TV. So gotcha. the, me- the message went out there. The National Weather Service went all the way up the eastern seaboard doing flood warnings, high wind advisories, and it was everywhere, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The National Weather Service for that area put out uh, a... Um, what do they call it? A, I don't remember the exact word, but it was a definite severe flood warning, meaning y'all are fucked. You're getting flooded. You know, there, there's uh, uh, no question. And gotcha. They, they didn't do anything about it. Supposedly, the manager of the Petco, when he left the store, everything was fine. 
no problem. Went back to check later. Area was flooding. Authorities wouldn't let him in. And as a result, around 100 animals died in that store due to the floodwaters that rose four feet. Okay, now, basically, the way I'm understanding this, um, and the way I've read the story, is basically the National Weather Service literally sent folks out. Now, did they send people out, or was it just a video or audio? I, I, I mean, think, some type of message had to reach you somehow. I don't think they sent people out. I think it was probably one of these, like, emergency broadcast systems sort of things where they, they put the word out on, on all news stations, weather stations, and everything, saying that, the, you know, the... Uh, <coughs> Johnson City, New York area is, uh, what was it, like a detrimental, severe flood warning, something to that effect. Yeah, basically they put out the word, you know, like you and I here in California, you know, we get, you know, that um, right in the middle of our favorite TV show, you know, we get that little beeping sound, and, you know, this is a test of the emergency broadcast system. So like you said, unless you're a complete freaking moron... They should have gotten the message. Um, you know, that tells them the Susquehanna River is going to overflow. So yeah. get your shit and get out. I, I, I mean, even if nobody got the message, I, I, I mean, okay, Petco, you know, don't don't uh, get anything twisted. They're in it for the money. And yeah, yeah. Petco knows that they have a, a fairly decent-sized store at Johnson City. So... When they have this hurricane running up the eastern seaboard, you know those executives are watching the news trying to see how hard it's going to hit their store. They've got somebody watching, keeping an eye on things. Somebody, if the manager himself or none of the employees knew about this happening, somebody within that organization got yeah. word. And basically they chose to uh, not err on the side of caution. I don't think they even had an emergency procedure in place. And that's that. You know, they left the animals there. They say that they were able to get, after they were allowed back in, I believe they got like a hundred more animals out, but a hundred of them, um, what was it? They, I think it, they said it included birds, amphibians, reptiles, um, drowned in the, the high floodwaters. Unbelievable, man. So now I'm not sure what kind of criminal, or I don't know, like maybe a criminal negligence, possibly. Now what's interesting, and you know, I give kudos to uh, this individual, definitely. Um, the mayor himself, Dennis Hannon. You know, now whether this is under pressure from the people for eating of tasty animals. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. For PETA, the people for the eating of tasty animals, um, I don't know if they pressured him into, you know, doing a criminal investigation. Or if he just wanted to do a criminal investigation on his own because he was pissed off about the animals dying or what. But the fact that he's actually backing the play of doing a criminal investigation, hey, I'd vote for the guy again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, definitely. You know, just for protecting the animals. I think, you know, uh, the Johnson City Mayor Dennis Hannon definitely deserves a shout out. Uh, kudos to you for, uh, you know, caring about the animals for once. So it seems to be a rarity in, in politics these days. Well, you know, there, there's such a uh, there's so much emotion involved when it comes to, to animals. You know, some people keep them as pets. Some people are part of the family. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Some, pe some people are tools. So there's yeah. so much emotion involved over all walks of life. Like we talked about in the previous story, many politicians just don't want to touch it. Yeah, yeah. 
you know, and speaking for the people, uh, for uh, speaking about rather the people for the eating of tasty animals, I gotta say they got a tasty animal this week. Except her face is all effed up, man. I, I don't know. Well, you know but she's what? got a cool paint job, so that makes I, up for it, I think, somewhat. Not, not really, because I believe PETA's actual picture here that you and I are looking at, I believe it's probably like a rendering. Oh, totally. So if you look at any of the other pictures in that gallery I posted, her face looks a hell of a lot better in those, I think. Oh, see, I just went. I just went to the to the snakeskin one. I didn't. I didn't actually view the other ones because that's just not my thing. But you know, yeah, well, for all the males in our audience, other than the fact that you're a liar, <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not in the white chicks. What do you want from me? You know, John, just just tell everybody that your wife's sitting right behind. You. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna check it out later when she It's okay. It's okay. No, just not in the white chicks, dude. I just can't. Yeah. You know, I got a message from somebody that said they were look. They are um, in their early teens. Uh oh. Yeah, yeah. They said they were looking at that, and their mother walked in their room. Don't. So they told their mother that it was one of those Facebook spam links. Ah, oh, nice. So. Oh, Jesus. Uh, so, yeah, talk to us about the uh, Kelly Brook story, man, because people are like, what the hell is he talking about, you know? Okay, Kelly Brook is the new uh, model for PETA. She's, uh, you know, I actually haven't heard of her, um, I guess, over in uh, England. She's a pretty pretty big model over there. Okay. Uh, had numerous roles on, on TV and in film and everything, but uh, she's the new model, and she is uh, in this picture posed naked, painted in snake skin. Um, there's not really much to explain, really, John. Anybody that's seen any of PETA's advertisements already has the picture in their head. It's a naked woman painted like an animal. So PETA does this often? PETA does this all the time. Well, see, I was completely unaware of that. Oh, boy. I don't follow I don't follow people for the eating of tasty animals. John is living in a cave. This is true. This is very true. Um... PETA has to their uh, liking such names as Pamela Anderson. Really? Okay. Um, who else do we have? Oh, who else was it? A bunch of bigger, big, big names, big names. Uh, okay, um, there's Pamela Anderson dressed in nothing but lettuce leaves. Interesting. There's, uh, what is it, Maggie Q dressed in le lettuce leaves. I have no idea who the hell that is. Okay. Well, uh... But regardless, basically, you know, PETA's making a porn site. I mean, come on, really? Here, here, John, I'm going to send you a link really quick. Oh, yeah. no, don't, 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 don't. There's a link. That is a Google image search for the name PETA. That's it. Nothing extra. Just PETA. P-E-T-A. People for the eating of tasty animals. Yes, that is all the searches for. You'll see that when the page opens, and look what pops up. This is how they advertise their product. This is going to be awesome, I can just assure you. Wow. Wow, that... Wow. Yeah, so now you see that them doing this is nothing new. Why? What? I don't... I don't understand that. Ew, God. That's disgusting. Did you see one of the guy pictures? I'm assuming you saw one of the guy pictures. No, I'm looking at... Is she pregnant? Oh, possibly. Yeah. They oh, 
Oh, dude. Okay, I'm, yeah. That, no, oh, dude, that's nasty. One big problem I've always had with them is they, they exploit women in opposition of exploitation of animals. And, you know, you're exploiting an animal to not exploit an animal. And that's just, that's a conflict of interest if you ask me. But that's just me. Yeah, okay. We're moving away from the people beating and tasting animals now. Um, Please. Florida has worst invasive reptile and amphibian problem. No shit. Really? There, there are some very, very interesting statistics. On like, we didn't know this already. Well, the, some of these things, you know, they go, going back and finding out, or at least reading an article on some supposed research, hopefully it's not junk science, on how long this is. Um, I'm going to read you a little quote. Uh, it says, the study says the pet industry was most likely responsible for the introduction of 84% of the 137 non-native reptile and amphibian species introduced from 1863 to 2010. Some pretty staggering numbers throughout a long time. Huh. You know, 1863 to 2010, 137 non-native species of reptile and amphibian. Holy shit. The next quote right after that, that includes 25% linked to one importer. Exactly. Strictly um, reptiles of Hollywood. Now, now, one individual says, I agree to disagree, said Ray Van Nostrand Jr. of oh, Strictly Reptiles. Of course he's, he's going to disagree. He co-owns the damn store. Well, that's strict. But, oh, okay, I see what it is now. He, owns, he, uh, he co-owns a store, Strictly Reptiles of Hollywood. Okay, gotcha. But, but, but here's an interesting fact, John. Here's how... These people came up with, the, with with pointing their finger at them. It says, the study concludes strictly reptiles was the most likely source of at least 32 confirmed species found nearby because they have not turned up anywhere else and were listed in the firm's inventory. Well, shit fire. That, of course, that, 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 that's they're totally gun. guilty. That's a loaded gun. They, they only, the species that they're finding are only congregating around the area of their store and were once on the store's inventory. That's like that's a that's a smoking gun right there. Totally. Yeah. So and I, you know we can't we can't use that for any prosecution because of the fucked up American justice system. And we I guess we really technically can't point any fingers because of that. But I know half of your uh, listeners are rolling their eyes right now, just like you probably are, and I know I am. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean it. It. it, it you know. If someone was shot down the road from your house and they find a gun with your prints in front of your house, chances are you shot somebody down the road from your house. That could possibly be true. Yeah. Except, of course, you would say that's not true. It depends on the individual. Now, now, <laughs> now John, is, is, is your show a, uh, a very strict uh, professional um, media show here? You mean the Reptile Living Room or the Herp Report, Herp Report with Jason White? Anything, because I was given some circumstantials <coughs> against Strictly Reptiles that was extremely convincing, though, like I said, not substantiated with any proof. It was just a claim from somebody who has lived down there next to them for a long time and used to shop there. Okay, reveal this information then. Uh, you really wish I brought this up before the show, didn't you? No, no, because now I want to know. I'm told that way back when... The business that we know now 
were strictly reptiles under the same ownership was a cocaine front. And they used um, alligator crates to ship cocaine because they knew nobody was going to open up a crate with an alligator in it. Really? Um, again, circumstantial. This is just a claim somebody's making. Maybe they're pissed off at the store for not giving them a refund on an animal. Who knows? But that's what they said. They said eventually... The people got busted and then turned into a legitimate reptile business after that. Now this came to you via email or phone conversation no, or? No, this was in a public comment in response to the show when I talked about this. It's right there. Anybody that wants to go watch the show could look in the public comments and see that comment right there. It's still there now. Unless the person hears the show and goes and deletes it first, but I doubt they will. Wow. That's amazing. So you can actually, so I can actually go to DRN right now and see that comment laying right there on uh, in front of God and everybody. You'll have to go to the uh, the YouTube uh, video and. Oh okay. Yeah, here, let me. Uh, you know what? Send me a link. Okay. And I'll put it in the show notes. That way, anybody that wants to can actually go see this comment. Well, here you go. I'll just read it to you right now. Twenty-three hours ago, I live in Hollywood, Florida. Strictly Reptiles is a wholesale place. I know, but it used to be open to the public, but at that time it was a drug front for cocaine. They would stick them in gator crates so no one would look. They were caught, and so the owners turned into a legit business. That's the claim. That's the claim. That's the from beginning to end. Wow. It's a pretty serious claim there, which is why I say, you know, this is just a claim. There's nothing to substantiate it, but this is somebody who claims to live in the same town as this company, so... Yeah. I know a little bit about the businesses in town where I live, so who knows? Who knows? Yeah, very true. Very true. Interesting. Now that I've just destroyed our reputations with circumstantial uh, evidence. Totally. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, man, I'm telling you, you know? So, yeah, anyway, people... Florida's got a big fucking problem quit letting animals loose because they're saying that the pet trade is directly responsible for most of this. Yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know that. I don't know that. That's probably something that we should, you know, that we really can't get into details here. We need two or three shows to go into details on. I, I mean, you know, I don't even think we need two or three shows. I think we just need to do the, uh, you know. The uh, Sunday morning herb service. I think the herb father might have something to say about that. I have no idea what you're talking about, John. Oh, you mean the announcement hasn't been made yet? <laughs> it has now. Oh, damn it. Yeah, we better zip that. Okay, all right. And, and, and while you're at it, you might want to be clever and forget to edit that part out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So don't edit the part where we mentioned the Sunday morning herb service that might be coming out. With Jason White and her father. You did it again. Your head shaved, isn't it? No, actually, I'm growing it back out, as a matter of fact. Is it growing out blonde? Uh, it could be. It could be. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, I have no doubt that. (coughs) Was it Hurricane Ivan that took out the Burmese Python warehouse? Yeah. Charles, Hurricane Charles. One of those goddamn hurricanes with with the English name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have no doubt, you know, they were in the pet industry. So when they say the pet industry caused most of this problem, I have no doubt the pet industry was a fairly big iron fist in this problem. 
not necessarily the reptile keepers. Right, right. It's a wholesale breeding retail industry, importation industry, but... And once again, I know that there's proof out there. There's people that have been prosecuted by the Fish and Wildlife there for releasing non-native animals, so it does happen. Yeah, of course it does uh, happen, but, you know... I don't think people understand that if you let two snakes go, a male and a female, even if you let them go together in the same spot, the chances of them coming together when they're in season and breeding are slim to none. Right, right. So we're talking about a, a mass release incident such as the warehouse taken out by the hurricane or many snakes Right, but see, even then, even then, can you really prosecute somebody for their warehouse getting taken out by a hurricane? Now, now, this is another good uh, father-son conversation we had today, John. Uh, Uh-oh. You cannot blame somebody for a natural disaster. However, if a tornado picked up my car and threw it into my neighbor's house, while it is not my fault, I'm still financially responsible to cover the damage my vehicle made to the house. Really? Yes, of course. If my, if my car popped out of gear and rolled out in the street and hit somebody else's car, my insurance has to pay for that, even though that wasn't necessarily my fault. So what I'm saying, maybe we don't have a criminal thing here. Maybe, you know, you can't criminally prosecute somebody for a natural disaster, making their property cause damage to anything else, including the ecosystem. But there's no reason why they should not at least be in part financially responsible for the cleanup efforts and and everything else uh, thereafter. Hmm. That's how I feel about it. I, I'm a little perturbed that even these government scientists are pointing fingers at places like these warehouses, saying they know that's where they came from. Well, then show me the money. Show me the money. If you know, if you can prove it, let's get the the justice system involved and let's start paying back some debt that the billions of dollars the American taxpayers have had to cover throughout all these years of this eradication hmm. efforts, ban efforts, and everything else. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. Now, another government uh, movement is uh, the EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, seeking comment on Save the Frogs atrazine position, petition Yes, sir. This is... Uh, yeah, talk to me about this. What the hell is atrazine? What happened? Where did it come from? Why is this happening? I, I actually met the Save the Frogs guys. They're, they're really good guys. They're very, very passionate about, uh, well, about saving frogs. So they're, not, so they're not down for frog legs, huh? No, as a matter of fact, um, Save the Frogs at one time was... Uh, Hated. Uh, by the way, for, for the last 50 years, farmers around the world have relied on atrazine herbicide, one of the triazine family of herbicides to fight weeds and corn, grain, sugarcane, and other crops. Okay, so that's what atrazine is. So how's it effing up the frogs? Now that I found... Here's the thing, okay, save the frogs at one time. I'm told by... I ain't mentioning names, some big people in the reptile industry that... We were really at odds with them for a while because they wanted to completely ban the keeping of pet frogs everywhere. They, they, you know, no keeping of pet frogs, no frog farms, no frog legs, no frog anything for anybody. Um, okay. But that was before I met them. When I met them, I actually got my son an annual membership for him and everything. And I was told that a few years back they kind of changed their their plan to say, okay, you know. We're not going to do that. 
do all that, but we still we're still going to fight to save the frogs, but we're not going to say ban all keeping and all that stuff. So they, I, I mean, I guess they started out kind of as the PETA of the frog world, but they've really, I, I'm told, they've really loosened up over the past years. Okay. And uh, I, I wish I could remember the doctor's name that runs them. I, I, I met him at the show, but I don't remember his name. Um, actually, if you watch some of those videos, you'll see one of the gentlemen up on stage uh, teaching the kids about different frog species. That is uh, a person from Save the Frogs. Okay. Anyway. So basically what this is, is atrazine is uh, an herbicide that farmers are using, and it's effing up the frog species. Apparently. Or could um, be. Save the Frogs wants to get rid of it. Um, okay. You know, there's most chemicals that we're going to use nowadays, there's very few, even organic chemicals, that don't have some sort of impact on Earth. And frogs, as you know it, being an indicator species. Definitely. You know, a grain of salt can kill a whole population. You never know what's going to happen with those. Right. sensitive. So, um, apparently, Save the Frogs uh, started a petition and... A obviously got enough signatures and it was sent into the EPA and the EPA is now open. For those of you that are um, a little slower than the average Joe, EPA stands for Environmental Protection Agency. Right, right. Uh, Wait a minute, did now, you just call my audience slow? No, I would never do that. <laughs> hey, I might be slow, but my audience are a bunch of smart mother, you know, whatever. Uh, <laughs> You can say that about my mom. Don't ever say that about my dog. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Anyway, petition went through. EPA's opened up a 60-day comment period, people. November is the end of this comment period. So yeah, it's, really? November? That's quick. It's a, Well, it's a, they opened it up pretty fast. It's a 60-day public comment period. Basically, you got to write into them. It ends November 14, 2011. Uh, okay. EPA HQ OPP 2011-0586 at regulations.gov.epa um, okay. we'll all comments submitted before responding to the um, petition and basically no matter which way you go if you're one of the types of people that thinks that this is just a bunch of bullshit and it don't hurt as bad as they say then you need to go there and say what you feel if right. you're the type of people that think we don't need to be spraying nothing in the environment then you need to go there and say how you feel it's very important that they hear both sides of the story so they can uh, adequately answer this petition and, and, and possibly move into uh, regulating this herbicide a little differently right and what I will do is definitely put a, a uh, link to that uh, from the show notes actually uh -huh. um, so that way those people that do want to comment on it and uh, do want to make a difference in the reptile uh, industry? They can actually comment on that, um, kind of like what we've always done with you know with DRN, especially um, any links that Jason has made available to us. We always try to put those in the show notes, and that way our people can get to it as well. Well, there's actually John, if, if you're interested, there's actually a link on this news story that goes to the. Are you familiar with, with what a DSM is? Yes. Okay, there, there's actually the entire DSM uh, posted on the EPA's website for atrazine that tells you, I mean, everything uh, from 2003 to 2010, atrazine monitoring program, AMP, drinking water data, and a whole buttload of information on that chemical, um, a whole thing about cancer status update in 2011, background, amphibian status, background on... Uh, 
it says here really quick, it says in June 2003, after evaluating the available literature on the potential effects of atrazine on amphibian uh, development, EPA concluded that there was sufficient information to formulate a hypothesis that atrazine exposure can affect amphibian development. However, there was insufficient information to refute or confirm the hypothesis, mainly because of the limitations of the study designs and uncertainties of the data. So, I think if I can dissect that into stupid terminology, yeah, I, I believe they are saying there's enough information saying that it hurts amphibians, but not enough information to enter into any regulatory measures for that. Right. Yeah. I think that's. I think that just made me sound smart. Um. Yeah. Don't let Don't let the sound of it fool you, though, because I just read that from the EPA's website. So. Oh, see. I, well, there you go. Just because I can read doesn't mean I'm smart. This is true. This is true. Because I, I can't write. Anybody that saw me write knows that. <laughs> so yeah, you know, it, it, it just again, I don't, I cannot, you know, the best thing about the American political system is we have a say in what happens in our country, and you know, every single person, this is the exact same thing as responding to the Fish and Wildlife Service S three seventy three, the public comment period for that. They got how many? tens of thousands of comments and signatures on that it's very important because if you don't take the two minutes that it takes to do this then you're waiving your right as an american person to determine the future of how your country is uh handles its crap so very important very true very true and on that note chances are they won't listen anyway but it's very important you can't you know they never do listen I just confused the shit out of everybody just now. <laughs> yes, you did. Oh, Jesus. Which is what we do. Because that's, that's our awesome. job. I, I know, exactly. I wish I got paperwork. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something. So, uh, yeah, if uh, folks happen to uh, look around on uh, Facebook, they might see an announcement uh, coming here pretty soon about some new stuff that's coming out. Um... Well, actually, it would have been, they would have seen the announcement about stuff that might be happening that might involve uh, myself and Jason Jason White from the, uh, Daily Reptile News and her report with Jason White, which, uh, yeah, I think it's pretty good stuff. I think so. You sound so much like a Baptist pastor right now. No. Because then, then I would tell you, if you didn't watch the shit, you'd burn in hell and die a slow, painful death. You might be seeing something that might redeem you from the devil. But first you must add something to the collection plate. This is true. Yes. <laughs> oh, Alright, Jason. Well, sir, I know we're uh, not going to run this too late tonight, so uh, we will bid you adieu. Uh, wish you the best. We will see you next week for another edition of The Herb Report with Jason White. Looking forward to it. Really looking forward to the October show. And this has been The Herb Report with Jason White. Look forward to seeing you next week. <laughs>